Thanks for coming again today, y'all. Appreciate it. Um, man, I tell you what, what a great day uh, it is celebrating. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't start off with just Bob Davis and the career that he has had here. Uh, I, I will say this, it's been an absolute honor for me to be able to sit alongside him. It's You kind of got to pinch yourself because there's people that work in this profession that have been in places for as long as he has. And when you are sitting next to him, you, you kind of take pause because you realize what he means to a university like KU, uh, what he means to the people of this state. Um, just that voice when – I know all of us have been in a car and you turn on that, that radio and his voice comes ringing through and it's just such a familiar voice. And, uh, man, it's, it's what a great career he's had. There's some things I want to make sure I cover so I wrote them down because, man, we don't want to miss anything that had to do with Bob. Uh, you know, he joined the Jayhawk Radio Network back in 1984, 32 years ago. I think I was 14 at the time uh, when, when he started. Uh, six bowl games at that during that, that tenure. He was 5-1 and one in bowl games, which is good. He worked for 10 different head coaches. Uh, man, so he's been around. He's seen every one of us come through here. Uh, his first game, football game, was a home game against Wichita State. Uh, a Kansas team, 31-7 win at Memorial Stadium on September 8th, 1984. Uh, Saturday versus Kansas State will be his 373rd football game at Kansas, which is remarkable. Uh, and he's he's ending it with uh, with uh, KU playing another Kansas school. So started with a Kansas school, ending with another Kansas school. Great great way for him to to finish his career. Uh, he's a 13-time winner of the Kansas Sportscaster of the Year award. Uh, member of the Kansas Association of Broadcaster Hall of Fame, inducted in 2006. Some of these things I, I didn't even know. Uh, he's a member of the Fort Hayes State University Hall of Fame, uh, two-time winner of the Oscar Stauffer Award for Excellence in High School Sports, eight Final Fours with KU, two titles, 1988 and 2008, of course, and three other championship games. Uh, you know, one of the things that Katie and I were talking about this morning is his son Stephen is a KU grad, as you you all probably know, uh, and he's following in his dad's footsteps as a footsteps as a broadcaster. And I can't think of a a bigger compliment as a parent than to have your child follow want to follow in your footsteps. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool deal for him and his family. Uh, his wife just as precious as she can be, and she's been she's been right alongside him the entire way. So I know they're looking forward to some some good family time together, and I just want to wish him the best. He is a, a superstar, and uh, you know I wish he was here with us tonight for our final hot talk, but he's not. But he's going to call in and get to spend some time with him. But uh, man, what a great day for him! Great day for uh, his family. But you know he is certainly going to be missed. Uh, college football is a better place with him in it. For sure. So, congratulations, Bob. Let's go ahead and get started with some uh, some questions. What stands out to you about this K-State offense and kind of their skill players and what you'll have to do to slow them down and have a chance this weekend? Well, I think the thing that stands out to me is the the resiliency of them and the way they create they create points. They find a way to manufacture points. Uh, they've done that all year. They, I mean, they'll get in tight sets and run the football at you. They'll spread you out and get in some things that you don't really see those guys get into very much. They've been in some spread sets this year. They actually won a game, a really big game in a spread set that I'm like, wow, man. I mean, that's not something you're used to seeing uh, with with uh, Kansas State. Uh, but they, they still do a great job running the quarterback. I think we've got to do a great job of making sure we're gap sound. We get enough people in gaps to be able to stop that quarterback run. Uh, their running backs are good players. 
you know, I think Cody Cook has been a really good player for them this year. I don't know that he gets talked about enough. Um, with him doing so many things, kind of the do-it-all role, he's he's a really good player. Plus, they're, they're a very senior, strong offensive line. Those guys have been there forever. I was just talking with Katie. It seems like Cody Whitehair has been there since I was here the first time. I mean, he's been here for a long time, uh, and he's had a great career. Uh, but there's, I think there's four seniors across that offensive front. So those guys do a really good job of moving moving the, the defensive line forward, and we've got to do a better job of holding gaps this week than we did last week because we're going to see another good offensive line this week. You hear the term spy of one guy spying the quarterback and just that's his responsibility. Is that something that's done often? And, uh, is it usually a linebacker who's, who's doing it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a commonly used um, technique defensively. Um, the first time I saw it, I saw Ole Miss do it against Johnny Manziel and us. And, uh, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't all that successful the first year. The, the second year they, they got some, some leverage out of it. They got some mileage out of it. Um, we have used some of that throughout the year uh, already this year. And usually it's a linebacker, bigger safety guy that you can use that can hold up in the run game. Uh, but, you know, it's something that you commonly try to use to try to get an extra body in gaps, particularly – when you're trying to account for a guy that most defenses, you really it's hard to account for the quarterback sometimes in the run game. So you're trying to find a way to manufacture that extra player so they don't get a gap up on you. You came in here and you mentioned the idea of trying to obtain walk-ons. Was, was some of that based on the number of kids Kansas State's brought into its program from in-state? I know some of it was just to build numbers too, but mm -hmm. uh, kind of well, most of it from the very beginning, if I were to be completely uh, transparent, was we, we had to to fill the team. We had to make sure that we were able to, we only had so many scholarships to give, and that's where you're at. So in order to fill the team, be able to practice efficiently, you've got to be able to add the proper number of players. So by that virtue, guys benefit from that. But it was part of our plan from the day that we came in here. Uh, I said it. You know, I remember the day I sat, sat, in, sat here in, the, in front of this podium and said that we want to develop a Kansas identity, and we got to do that one player at a time. And there's more than 25 guys in this state that want to play at their university. And we've said that we're going to uncover, un, uncover and turn over rocks in every place we can to find guys that we think can help us win at this level. And, you know, we, we just looked at another one, you know, yesterday that we didn't really know a whole lot about that hopefully we can – maybe buy for his services, you know, in, in a way. So, you, and, you know, those guys have uh, – it's been very um, uh, talked about in the media about how, what, how well they've done with their walk-on program. Uh, and, you know, i got to take my hat off to them. They have. They've had some guys that have really been a big part of their program uh, coming from a walk-on spot. And we've got some guys that are doing some very similar things right now. Shadler's doing some things like that. We've got, you know, Michael Glatzik's doing some, some good things for us. There's a lot of guys that are – you know, Rosser was a walk-on for us. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are playing for us right now that are walk-ons that are helping our football team. Um, so it's a great opportunity for guys that want to play at their their state university. They want to play at their, their, their school, and there's a way to do it even if you don't get a scholarship right off the bat. You can come earn it. When you – I think you guys went into every high school in the state. When you did that, did you learn anything you didn't already know? And I know you've been here on this staff before. Right. Just gaining the general consensus for football and how it's played 
I think the, the number one thing we learned was that not every school plays football. We went into a lot of schools that don't even play football, which was, which was good, and I think they really appreciated that. Um, but the other thing, that the number one thing we learned is how important the University of Kansas is to the, the high schools in the state. Um, as you walk into those schools, they are elated that you're there and you're representing this university. Uh, being there and us being consistent with it, I think, is going to be the big thing for us moving forward. If we're going to do what we say we're going to do, we got to be consistent with that. So all 420-some-odd schools, we're going we're gonna to don the doors again. And we're going to start and end every recruiting cycle with our state. So it's really kind of the plan that we've set forth, and we're going to continue to do that and try to gain one player at a time. We get, in order to get one of the top players in the state, you got to start with one. So we're going to keep working until we get them to want to stay here, and then we'll get two, and then we'll get three. But you got to start with one. To um, accomplish what he's accomplished at Kansas State, uh, Bill Snyder obviously is a buttermouth coach, is good in all areas, but is it his offensive genius that sets him apart? Is that his greatest strength? You know, Tom, has a great question because there's so much about him that has been so successful in this game. Um, that is absolutely unparalleled. There's no doubt about that. There's always been offensive production under him. Uh, but I think the thing that doesn't get talked about enough is how smart that football team is. I mean, you very rarely see those guys beat themselves. I mean, you've got to beat K-State when you play them because of Bill Snyder and his philosophy that he's adopted there. They're a very disciplined unit. Uh, you said buttoned up. He is just an attention to detail guy. And uh, all of us are still, you know, all of us coaches in this country uh, are, are still learning from our predecessors. And he is certainly one of the finest examples in all of college football. I've said it before. That job he's done there, I don't know how you can say that there's been a better job done. I just don't know how. I, I can't justify it. He has done a phenomenal job at that university. I think he's – he's uh, Without saying, he's one of the best coaches ever coached this game. When you were hired with such a young team, what did you ask of your seniors? And secondly, what has this senior class meant to you in your first year here at KU? They have meant the world to us, and they really have, and they've done everything we've asked them to do, which the first thing we ask them to do is just to give us everything they got, everything they got. And in return, we made sure that they understood that they mattered, that they cared. Uh, you know, we had a meeting this morning, and I was – talking with one of our coaches who, who experienced a coaching change around his junior year, and he talked about his experience um, when that coaching change occurred and how unfortunate it was. Uh, our guys have experienced a couple of the coaching changes, particularly these seniors, but this one in particular didn't have to be that way. And when we came in here, we made the commitment to these guys to make them understand that they deserve to have the absolute best experience that they possibly could have. And if that they would trust us, if they would buy into it, that they'd have more fun than they've had playing football, uh, and that the byproduct would be success as you walk down the stage, walk off the stage as a graduate, and we'll never let you be forgotten. And we've made that commitment to those guys. And, man, they have been off the chart good. They really have. They've been phenomenal. They've been really good with helping us kind of set our culture with this, with this young team. Without them, we would not be where we are right now. And I know that uh, to some that doesn't look like it's where uh, some people would absolutely want it, which it's not necessarily where I want it either from a results standpoint. But I'll tell you this, those guys have done uh, 
They've done so much to help us move this program forward from where it was when we first got here. Uh, I just can't take my hat off to them more than I do because they've been phenomenal. And, I mean, yesterday we go out there to practice and those boys are bringing energy and it's, uh, it's fun to have those guys around. I wish I had them all for four more years, every one of them. Uh, we, we prepare basically the same, but this is a, this is a different week. I mean, this is, this is a rivalry week. This is K-State week for us. Uh, there's a lot at stake here. Uh, there's a lot of people uh, in, this, in this state that are going to be closely watching this game. And, uh, you know, I've said it before. I think it's one of those deals where whether you're 10-0 or you're 0-11, when you come in, man, it is a rivalry game. And Everything else needs to go to the wayside, and we get to go out there on Saturday, and we get to we get to have a good old backyard brawl. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to do it. Uh, honored to play against one of my coaching heroes. Uh, but this deal isn't about me or him. It's about our universities, and um, it's important to the Jayhawks that we go out there and we play our tails off Saturday. We represent them well, and we go out there and we win this football game. The rivalry for me goes deep because of my love for this state and the people of this state. Uh, I think as I looked at, as I looked at it this week, it, the thing that, that really stands out to me is football is important in the state of Kansas. It is very important to Jayhawks and K-Staters alike. So from our standpoint, I'm just I'm thrilled and honored to be a part of such a rivalry. I really am. But you got to go out there and you got to win those rivals. You got to be competitive and you got to go out there and compete and put a good product on the field. So my job and our job is to make sure that we've got our guys as prepared as we can possibly have them when they walk out there on Saturday, and for them to understand the history that is this rivalry, uh, not just the record that it sets at right now, but the recent history, the history that dates back several decades ago, um, literally the things, the people that have come before them, and what it's meant to them. Uh, we have several coaches on our staff that have played in this game, and each each day one of those coaches is given a history lesson of what it meant for them to play in this game. We started with Coach Bowen yesterday, and he was phenomenal. Uh, and we'll go today to Coach Kane, and then Coach Mitchell's coached in it for a number of years, and we got three GA QC's guys, QC guys that are going to speak to our team today. So, uh, man, it's exciting. It's exciting to be a part of it. How much interaction have you had with Bill Snyder through the years? Have you ever got a chance to kind of pick his brain and talk X's and O's or anything like that? Uh, I have not had just a whole lot of interaction with him to this point other than just since I've been here at KU. Now, we've spent every time we have a coaching convention, we're usually together, um, or if we're at an event together. Uh, and, man, he, I tell you, he's been, he's been the classy gentleman that we all know. He has been very helpful. He's been very encouraging. Um, the thing that I, that I love about Coach is he loves the state of Kansas. He does. And he, he wants – he wants these programs to be good. He really does. And uh, he's done a tremendous job at his place. He's been very helpful to me. Anytime I've asked for anything, he's always been right there to help. As rigorous coach as it is to, to do this 12 months a year, are you amazed that Coach Snyder is still able to do this at, at his age? Any chance you're going to make it that long? <laughs> I tell you what, he's amazing. He is amazing. For a guy to have the energy that he has uh, to be doing it as long as he, he has, is he, he is. He's a, he is a unique individual. I don't know that there's many guys like him on the face of this planet. I mean, he is that special at what he does. Um, 
I hope I can make it that long. Uh, I'll tell you this, it's uh, not many people have. Not many people have. He, he is special. You know, when your kids are grown, <laughs> your wife doesn't want you at home just a whole lot because you mess up the house. So it gives you something to do. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm not a good golfer. You know, the thing about it for us is when you wake up every day, it's no different than any other job in this regard. I hate to minimize it, but it is true. It's your purpose. Uh, other than raising your family, which is your purpose, it's the other part of you. And your purpose is to, to go out there and reach people, not just players, but fans and uh, people that, that come in con you come in contact with. Uh, man, there's no high like that, I don't think. Um, and Coach has certainly done that. I mean, he, he has reached countless across the country, uh, in not only in our profession, but fans and uh, just fans of college football alike. I mean, uh, I think for me, it's going to be one of those deals where – my wife's not going to want me around the house a whole lot because I, uh, I don't think I keep it clean enough for her. Does his age work against him in recruiting just because people can say he's got to retire sometime? It may be any time soon. Uh, I, you know, I don't think so. Um, he's always recruited well. He recruits a, a specific type of player, always has. I mean, they don't, they don't deviate from that very often. Um, and, you know... I haven't really experienced him on a collegiate level other than when they were recruiting the school that I was at as a high school. Always just unbelievably, unbelievably classy. You knew what you were getting. You knew, that you knew the type of respect you had for him and that your kids were going to be taken care of. I had several guys that, co that I coached played for him. Eric Childs, I coached at uh, Irving MacArthur, played for him and was a really good player for him. I mean, I lined up across the, across the field from him. I had to play against him after I coached him in high school. so And he turned out to be a great young man, and I know he loved his experience there. Uh, I just don't, I don't know how you're going to minimize the, the Bill Snyder effect in recruiting because that dude is one of the best ever. Depending on what happens on Saturday, a, a winless season is in play. Did, did you think when you took over here last December that it would be this difficult? Um, you know, I knew that this was going to be a challenge. We never looked at it as, as difficult. We knew it was going to be a challenge. Uh, we knew that our results were going to be a direct proportion of how much we are going to be able to put in. And I think we know as a team and as a staff that if we want more, we got to continue to give more. There's something else out there for us that we have to give. And the good news is our kids understand that and they continue to push forward. Uh, we knew it was going to be a challenge. There's no doubt about that. We knew that we were working, um, working against some things. But at the end of the day, that was never going to be an excuse. We knew it when we got here, and we are thrilled at the opportunity to be here because we know what's in our future. We know what our future looks like, uh, and it's continuing to be just like it was before. It's one day at a time. Is this healthy enough to play on Saturday? I hope so. I hope so. He looked like he moved around pretty good uh, yesterday, which is a good sign. He did not move good last week. Um, we were hopeful that he could kind of make it to Saturday and be okay, but it didn't turn out that way. He moved around pretty good yesterday. I think he'll be fine. Coach, how would a win in this finale kind of propel the program into the offseason, especially for the underclassmen? Yeah, I mean, I, number one, our seniors deserve it. You know, the, those guys have, have been here for a long time. They've busted their tails, and this is, this is their last opportunity. So what a way to walk out um, of your, your college career uh, being able to lift that Governor's Cup. 
I mean, that's a big deal. And then for our guys, obviously moving forward, regardless of what happened in front, this game right here, when uh, if we take care of business in this game, uh, it propels us, I think, as we head into an offseason that's going to be very pivotal for us moving forward. It can do nothing but help us moving forward. It's so important in that regard. Uh, our young guys, giving them uh, the understanding of how valuable this series is to them and really the education they're getting right now on what this series is, uh, this rivalry, uh, man, it's, it's going to be a, a great opportunity. And we really, we really need, to, we, we need this win. In a lot of ways, more than just because of our results previous, we need this win because we need that Governor's Cup back home. After the game last Saturday, Ben Goodman shared the dream that you had of him scoring a touchdown. Have you had any more dreams about your players getting in the end zone or doing big things for this upcoming game? I haven't yet. I haven't slept a lot. So <laughs> it's kind of been a rollover and get back up. But that's, that's college football, which, you know, we love doing that. Uh, but I did have one last week with Ben, and I, I shared it with him, and I hope he gets one. You know, a guy's been around him for a long time, and I asked him on the bus the other day. I said, man, have you scored a touchdown yet? Because I, I didn't look at the stats, and he said, no, I got close. But So hopefully, uh, hopefully that dream will come true for him Saturday, and we'll get him in the end zone. You know, we're actually in pretty good shape. You know, we've got a lot of guys just like everybody in college football that, you know, they're, they got some nagging injuries that they're going through. But for the most part right now, uh, we really are in pretty good shape coming out of that game the other day. There's not really anything that sticks out to me other than just guys having to try to nurse their, nurse their, you know, their way back to being ready to go today and tomorrow in practice. So we, we should be, by all accounts, pretty much at full strength. I thought it was huge. It was really big for us. And, and he actually, uh, you know, across the offensive line, he, he definitely played the best game for us up front. He came back and gave us some stability. Um, you know, obviously there's some things that – some rust that he had to knock off after being out for a couple of weeks. But uh, we needed him to come back in and, and play good for us and kind of spell Clyde a little bit, which helped us. Um, and, you know, we'll continue to shuffle that offensive line around until we see if we can get the right mix of people to help us be able to create the offense we need. And sometimes not, it's not just plays. Sometimes it's personnel and continue to try to find the right guy at the right spot to help us prevent uh, situations like getting pressure or getting sacks in situations where you actually got guys open. All right. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thanks a lot, y'all. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. All right. Enjoy it.